All right. Welcome to the pack. Ow, ow, ow. Welcome back with the pack. With the pack. Breck and Joe. Another episode. We're stoked to have you all here tonight. Here with us in the studio. Yeah. Think of that. All 40,000 listeners here in my room just hanging out with us. Yeah. And and we have been, we're just going to thank you guys for some of the suggestions you guys have been giving us. We yeah. really think that feedback. I really think our last few episodes really show how much we've grown in the last six weeks <laughs> yeah i think uh our audio levels have been the biggest improvement <laughs> oh yeah we're not screaming like a ton a ton a ton still some screams yeah but not nearly as many as the first episode but only because it's so exciting right yeah, everything pets <laughs> everything pets can't can't not get excited um uh we've also i think our content has improved oh yeah better flow more exciting twists and turns. Better topics. Yeah, yeah, better like, topics. Like, like mostly topics you can relate to in real life. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. I mean, no offense to the pet custody episode, but hopefully not a lot of people are in that situation. Yeah. Uh, or the, what was another out there topic we had? Oh, the cost of ownership of pets. That was really boring. Yeah. My life I apologize was. again for that. That was on me. <laughs> Don't blame Bert for what happened. That was my idea. I forced him to let me do it. It won't happen again. Yeah, I mean, it was like watching a really bad PBS documentary. <laughs> it's like watching a PBS documentary about PBS documentaries. <laughs> about PBS documentaries about Bitcoin. Really boring. But support your local TV stations and radio stations. Yeah, donate. Donate. Like to subscribe. that or Wikipedia. Keep them alive. Public domain. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's my, that's the charity I, that's the only ch- uh, charity I donate to on a monthly basis is Wikipedia Foundation. Really? Yeah, I believe it actually does a lot of good. Uh, if I ever get married, I was thinking about this the other day in a very strange turn of events. If I ever get married, there's going to be a thing on the note or on the invitation that says, in lieu of gifts, please donate to the Wikipedia Foundation. <laughs> Register uh, at Wikipedia. Register at Wikipedia Foundation, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Don't donate to cancer research because that is very, very tiny return on investment. No offense to cancer research. Don't donate to, honestly, anything pet-related because also not a lot of return on investment. Yeah. Wikipedia and PBS. Water Projects and PBS are the few of the, uh, three of the few charities we're donating to. If you want to learn more about this, you can listen to my other podcast, uh, Stingy, Giving, uh, Stingy Giving with Joel. Or you can uh, look up Effective Altruism, actually, a very interesting, uh, very interesting organization looking at how to maximize the return. <laughs> I've done it again, haven't I, Bert? Oh, man. Did you hear me? I just fell asleep. Sorry, I'm sorry. That was my fault. All right. Sorry. This, that was less than two minutes after talking about how it would never happen again. Uh, okay. Anyway, should we get to it? Should we get back to the Let's pets? Let's get back to the pets. Bro. Anyway, today, today is a really fun show. Yeah, we, we really want to dive into just the mythical... Um, and kind of just uh, explain kind of where these things have come from, the ideas of these animals, and why we shouldn't really be scared of them. Yeah. Uh, this idea came to us through Twitter. 
um, from a good friend of the podcast, uh, Tyler Hawes. Thank you for the suggestion. Yeah, a good friend of your brother, I think. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Spencer getting his ear pierced. Kind of weird. (laughs) Brave, brave move, my friend. Brave move. Usurping my position as family bad boy. (laughs) What can you do? But so, so we decided we kind of want to keep ourselves on the toe on our toes. We really like the last the game we played with a wheel and we spin it and we get it at the Olympic roulette, one of our most listened to episodes of all time. I think we had upwards of ten to eleven million views. It was million. That's right. Between ten, the number ten, and a million, it was somewhere along that number. Yeah. But um, so we brought the wheel back. Which is fun. We just put a bunch of mythical uh, creatures on, which is like just really wait, exciting. Bert, will you say we brought the wheel back again? Oh, hey, wait, time to rewind. Yeah. So we brought the wheel back again. Oh, man. So here's the one thing we really enjoy also learn about doing podcasts: the more fun sounds and more apps you can use, the better. So this episode is brought to you by. Um, this <laughs> app, which is brought to you by the Dave Eccles School of Business at the University of Utah. Um, this app, I don't know if it has a name, it's called it the Horn app. It's go- no, this one or the horn? The horn, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, rap air horn. No, sorry, that's just the sound I chose. That's there. just the sound I chose. Um, settings and info. Uh, ham horn, I think. <laughs> Get the ham horn app. Um... You'll, you won't regret it. Yeah, but free. It's free for a limited time when you mention podcasts. Yeah, and the fun thing is, it has the word "horn" in it, which also relates back to animals. They uh, have horns sometimes, and sometimes they make a lot of babies. Good call, Bert. That's, <laughs> a, disclaimer. That's a disclaimer for this episode, everyone out there. Um, all these mythical creatures, my. They are mixtures of a lot of different types of animals, so that might come up every once in a while, and we will uh, make sure it's PG for all you uh, kids under the age of 12. No. Yeah, under the age of 12. PG-13, those are pretty risque movies. We yeah, that's pretty true. hard, according to uh, law. <coughs> that's how we get to it, John. Right, let's do it. it. All right, let's spin the old wheel. Here we go. Wheel spinning. Oh, we got a good one to start out with here. We have uh, a mythical animal that I think, did it originate out here in the Mountain West? I think it's like an Arizona thing. Yeah, it does actually. We have the the, uh, widely misunderstood jackalope. Bert, what's a jackalope? In your own words. Boring, mythical creature we could have spun the wheel to. Oh, yeah. Not really cool at all. (laughs) It's pretty much a, a jackrabbit. Mixed with an with an antelope, so the jackrabbit that's usually that's bigger than a regular rabbit, which is kind of cool, I guess. And then it has a horn on it, and it just hops around, and I think that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I know what else it does. It's funny because I I kind of when you think about it, jackrabbits and antelope they kind of have similar mannerisms anyway. They just kind of bounce around, eating grass, <laughs> and then someone shoots them. So it, it's just kind of like they've combined two. Like basically basic animals. Yeah, <laughs> two very basic animals that you can find almost anywhere in the world, and uh, you know, turn them into one. Um, which is the man? Which is the woman? Was the was the jackrabbit the man, 
Or was the antelope the man? Well, and which one was the woman? Well, I think when you, you think of the name Jack. Oh, uh, yeah. So it could be Jacqueline or Jack. So it doesn't help at all, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but it's J-A-C-K. If it was Jacqueline, I think it would be... Oh, man. <laughs> we're from Utah, so we don't know how to really spell names. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're stuck. But, so yeah, so we have the jackalope. Um, the jackalope, the fun fact is, so the, the, this mythical creature started originating in about the 1849, back with the 49ers, not the football team, but the miners, <laughs> when they made it out west. The miners that were named after the football team because they were all huge fans. Yeah. <laughs> so they came out west. Um, they started mining, and then jackrabbits actually started to inhabit their mines. But because the miners would leave their tools always in there, the jackrabbits would hold onto the pickaxes, which made them look like a, a horn. <laughs> Therefore, the miners would get scared of these jackrabbits holding pitch, I mean, holding axes and things. And that is where the myth, the jackalope, originates. <laughs> That's crazy. You can't believe that's how it happened. Yeah. That's but, pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so, Bert, what do you think? Are they real or are they fake? Well, here's the thing. No offense to, like, jackalopes. Because we treat all animals equally. But if you come up with a, mystic, a mythical creature, it's got to be a little more hardcore than an 1849 <laughs> football mining jackrabbit. All right, so... Should we say this one's fake? This one's busted. Or, does this, or do we not even vote for this one? We just no, abstain. we won't vote. We'll just All right, we, we both abstain from voting on this one because we don't even think this really deserves a vote. To be fair, it has to be an adorable animal. Antelopes and jackrabbits, both very cute. Pretty cute, that's true. So. Dude, well done, bro. That's, that is really good, concise history of the jackrabbit legend. Just tracks of my journalism. Excellent work. All the right. Wheel is spinning. Wheel is spinning. Round two now. Oh. We're heading down south. What have we got? Like a chupacabra. A chupacabra. Um, my favorite chupacabra memory is when I was a kid, my brother and I watched Scooby-Doo, and there was an episode that involved a chupacabra, or so we thought, until the end of the episode when it turned out it was some guy in a mask pretending to be a chupacabra. Um, this is an interesting legend, though. This comes from down south. Um in what used to be southern Mexico before America took northern Mexico away. Yeah. So, Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> um, and, and the chupacabra is a goat man type animal. Um, and it is very scary. Uh, it's a legendary creature that supposedly comes in the night and it will eat children basically it only feeds on children uh, and the reason for this is the chupacabras have to raise themselves uh, so when two chupacabras mate the young chupacabra is basically left alone in the forest to fend for itself so it has a lot of issues it's at risk from a very young age by the time it's an adult it takes out all of its anger on human children by kidnapping and eating them so that they can't have a good childhood because it yeah. didn't get one but like, Very strange uh, a creature that is kind of stuck in a really unfortunate situation. Yeah, but I kind of see... I mean, it's a very misunderstood animal, though. Because it, it, it's not... 
the way I see it, it's not really trying to kidnap and kill animals. It just doesn't really know how to play with other mm. with other um, with, with with other p- kids its its age. So once they get going, they start wrestling or playing tag. It's a little rough, and then once he gets a scent of blood, that's when instincts kick in. Mm. And he starts uh, turning more into a the animal. The funny thing, the interesting thing about the chupacabra is it's actually. For those of you who are bilingual, will know that's a Spanish word. Mm-hmm. Joe, can you break down that for us? Well, chupa is to suck. Chupar, the verb chupar, to suck. And cabra is a male goat. Could it be a female goat too? Uh, I'm the Spanish major. I will say yes. <laughs> All right, a goat of any gender, gender neutral goat, fluid. Uh, yeah, a. A non-binary goat. <laughs> Cobra is a non-binary goat. Um, and so, literally, this means uh, suck goat. Um, and so, it's an animal that, that, basically, in ancient times, it was it was hated because it would drink all the blood from people's goats and their herds. Uh, and that's why it got such a... What ended up, actually, honestly, it's a very catchy name. Trips off the tongue. <laughs> La Chupacabra. La Chupacabra. It's beautiful, beautiful name for really a horrifying what a creature. What a romance. Oh, what a romance. I mean, what the romance languages can do. God is, right? It sounds just so much sexier yeah. than Goat Sucker. <laughs> goat Sucker. Chupacabra. Well, so I think we can both definitely say this is a very scary mythical creature. And sexy. Sexy. Yes. <laughs> just misunderstood. It's all like you and it, Bert. <laughs> what? <laughs> misunderstood. Even though very sexy. <laughs> oh, thanks, Joel. No problem. Okay, we're heading to the next. All right. Our next uh, so, Chupacabra, Bert, real quick. Fake or real? What do you think? <laughs> sexy and scary. Just too sexy. Again, abstain. <laughs> but it's hard because it's so sexy. <laughs> it's hard to categorize these things. So fake or real? All right, Chupacabra, we're on the fence. All right, animal number three. Ooh, this is oh. a fascinating one. Wow, it's the centaur. Now, this one, uh, this is an interesting animal. You know, we're doing a lot to bridge the gap between humans and animals. Nothing's bridged the gap more than the centaur. <laughs> the centaur. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Bert, you want to describe what the centaur looks like? Do you want me to go for it? I think this is your expertise. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Um, so, the centaur is pretty basic. So, you start at the bottom, you've got four strong hooves. Go up, you got four horse legs and a horse body. But instead of a horse's head, you have basically the upper body of a human being from the waist up. Um, head, arms, everything. Uh, not everything. <laughs> above the waist. Everything above the waist. Um, and so this animal, it's, well, is it an animal? Or is it a person with animal features? Again, the one thing I learned about our research in the uh, in the mystical realm of animals mm. is that it's a very non-binary subculture of animals. Oh, well said. <laughs> Give me the name of a book. <laughs> animal, mystical animals, a non-binary subculture. Not to be confused with binary, like the uh, zeros and ones <laughs> of computers. <laughs> For all you gamers out there. But, so here's the thing, my thing about centaurs, the most underrated aspect of a centaur, it's hair. Always has a gorgeous head of hair. 
now, every picture I've seen, and I don't know if it's a hair or a mane. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, like, like if you look back in Greek, Greek times, Roman times, um, ancient Navajo times, every centaur depicted has a great head of wow. hair. This is incredible. You pulling up some of those? Yeah, just just scrolling through Google Images, and it is full of lush haired, thick, curly beings. hair. Yeah, wow, right. wow. How interesting. I think this uh, this is a, myth- a mythical animal that comes to us from uh, across the pond out in Europe. Oh, this yeah. is an old an old myth. A bit older than the chupacabra, a bit older than uh, the jackalope. <laughs> um, and to be honest, a bit more believable. There are a lot of freaks out there. I'm sure there's one run-in between a horse and a man that uh, ended curiously. Yeah, or just someone had their legs amputated, oh, and then the horse it. had its head amputated, and they just had the, to save both creatures, they put them together. Cool. Like that a lot better. <laughs> A lot better than that. All I know is with another one of these, there's always two stories to every story. Yeah, that's true. No, Here, here's here's a question for you, Bert. Okay. Would you date a centaur? Ooh. Wow, that's a, let me say. The head of hair really gets me. <laughs> and also they all always have like a really good core. Yeah, good cores. That's true. I don't know what it is. I wonder if it's. I think it's because they always have to hold their upper body. Yeah, they're always imposing. And okay, what about this? Okay, would you ride a centaur? Ooh, is that ethical? I don't know. If I were a centaur, I'd have a horse body. It's hey, Bert, you want to ride? Oh, be so dope. Seems normal, right? Yeah, the thing that's cool is taking a horse to work, but instead of having to lock, like, chain it up to a a bike lock, the horse you can just like, hey, look. It can go to work too. Yeah, have a good day. You mix with a ride. Imagine your standing desk with a centaur. Oh yeah. That's like that's built for centaurs. That's probably where the idea came from, actually. The first standing desk was actually just a normal desk for a centaur. Yeah, they had to put on cinder blocks. Yeah. And then the centaur moved on to a different job. The new person was hired and they just instead of buying a new desk, they said, Oh, this is a standing desk because we're back. Um, next is huh. Why do you think it is, Joe, that there aren't as many head and shoulders commercials featuring centaurs? Um, or any other shampoo? This episode is brought <clears> to you by Head and Shoulders. The, the best a man can get? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, the best a man can get. Uh, why, why do you think we don't see him so much? We pretty much see him only in Hercules. Yeah. Um... It's a good question. Do you I, sense a prejudice? or anything? I sense a lot of jealousy from human males. Oh. Uh, because, as I said, a centaur is pretty sexy. Uh, I think a lot of male humans were afraid that centaurs were stealing all the ladies. Okay. And so they got forced out of the media <laughs> by <laughs> jealous men. Mm. Machismo. Machismo strikes back. What did what, what you say is more sexy, a centaur or a chupacabra? <laughs> I think centaur. But it doesn't have that, it doesn't have that scary factor, that, that wow factor. <laughs> I think a centaur's got a decent amount of wow factor. You're a bug guy, that's why you like the centaur. Centaur's a grump. That's true, that's true. Black, so, good tail. So instead of doing fake... Or real? We're gonna do <laughs> sexy or not? No, we're gonna do. Would you rather <laughs> describe the centaur in two words? 
Two or three. We'll do three because then we put an and in there. Okay. But like that really defines what a centaur would be. Sexy. Underrepresented. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Dang, dope. Okay, I say we're going to our next one. Next one, alright. Do you want to define the centaur in two words as well, or do you want to do the next one? Um, I think you summed I think you took the words out of my mouth. Alright, cool. cool. This one, I feel like the next one's going to be perfect for you. Okay, we'll this um, Alright, we're going to talk about one that uh, comes up a lot, especially with people who, uh, from my experience, women who teach yoga. <laughs> really big fans of these animals. Uh, it's the mermaid. <laughs> Um, for those of you who don't know, a mermaid is a, uh, now there, there are mermaids, there are mermen. Uh, we're just going to talk about mermaids because it's more mainstream, right? Yeah. Bert and I are right down the middle, very mainstream guys. Yeah. Um, a mermaid is a woman who can breathe underwater and whose legs are stuck together in a whale type tail like a so fish fish tail well no because like uh it's horizontal rather than vertical it's like a dolphin no okay, yeah dolphin's better than a whale yeah woman with a whale a dolphin's tail and they can breathe underwater um the the legend of mermaids uh, it actually goes back to denmark actually is where it originated Dang. um the little mermaid w- was written there uh, and i believe that is the first recorded documentation documentation uh, of the concept wow. of mermaids. Walt Disney is amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Walt Disney's a fraud, actually. He just stole it from Denmark. Just like every good idea. Um, so, socialized medicine, the 20 hour work week. Right, yeah. <laughs> stole, Disney stole all of them. Um, so, mermaids, I think mermaids are maybe the, one of the most commonly like referenced things in or excuse me one of the most commonly referenced mythical creatures in our in our modern world why Bert? why why does everyone think mermaids are so great sex appeal is that it i don't know i think that's i think most people that's what they focus on but they don't realize that they have such a beautiful mind um hmm. and how do you know that they have such a beautiful mind um because i have seen the little mermaid okay and then the thing about mermaids is that they're very they understand <laughs> I've seen the beautiful mind. <laughs> <laughs> when we take the uh, Russell Crowe film <laughs> and Little Mermaid, you mix those together and you have the definition of mermaid. A beautiful mind was written about a mermaid, but they didn't want to base it in water because they couldn't add in the walking features of the film. The whole idea of him talking at a payphone was really hard to script underwater. That's true. So, <laughs> didn't think about that. Yeah. Did so, you watch? Did you watch the director's commentary? Is that how you learned that? Huh? Did you watch like the director's commentary? No, it's, it was, it's a Reddit page. Oh, nice Reddit stream. Reddit. Yeah. Sounds like a good Reddit feed. Yeah, it's a good feed. It's really blew my beautiful mind. <laughs> <laughs> but nice man, Joel. 
Let's talk about these underwater creatures that really cracking you up. Hey, <laughs> you said a good way of talking about it. It just really makes them come to life in front of me. For all of right you who don't understand right here in the studio. joke I just gave, a kraken is also another mystical creature found <laughs> underwater. I believe in The Little Mermaid, the one evil lady is kind of like a kraken. Oh, she was an octopus. Isn't that a kraken like an octopus legs? Oh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. But you, so you know better than me. Yeah, so Little Mermaid. Um I I call her beautiful mind <laughs> maid. Beautiful mind maid. <laughs> um so sorry, I lost my train of thought. But so they are really good at math. <laughs> Hence the reason mermaid submarines were able to invent it from engineers from mostly mermaid-based engineers. Uh, okay. <laughs> I had a really good understanding of both. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Bert just took a huge hit of, uh, <coughs> of a bomb. Not true. Just but, kidding, he didn't. But um, such good knowledge of both land and sea. Hmm. But I didn't think mermaids could go on land. Can they breathe out of the water as well? Um, so... One of my favorite documentaries was done by Disney, and it's called The 13th Year. It documents how a young boy became, I guess, technically became a merman, but it's the same thing. So when a, when a mermaid, before it turns 13, just has human feet. And then once it turns 13, it starts to adapt. Every time it goes in water, it starts getting more of the fish-like mm. or dolphin-like features. And so... That's why they have a good understanding of both sides of life. That's why they make really. That's also why they do really well in politics. They're able to see both sides of the story, <laughs> and they work together to overcome difficulties. So that's why right now you see a lot of oil spill cleanup and ocean cleanup. Mostly the mermaid lobby that's really pushing for those things. Big mermaid is really taking control of the world these days. <laughs> Special interest groups. Very strong. So, <laughs> from what you've told us, Bert, it sounds like mermaids are perhaps the most organized of all mythical creatures by some distance. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, that's why they're so prevalent. Is that right? Yeah. Now... If it, someone it, says it's just like the mafia or the Illuminati, both pop up in pop culture or in things all the time because of their organization, but also because of their, let's dare say, mystical or hidden agenda, just mm. like the mermaids. Very interesting. But not to say that mermaids are more are all about organized crime, because they also but they know how to get their get the work done. It's true. It's interesting. Um, where I work, we have uh, actually on our soccer jerseys. So you and Tyler, your back of your jersey says, "I'm actually a mermaid." Oh <laughs> Just now that I, I at the time I thought that just meant you're kind of a dreamer. Now I know it's your calculated, super intelligent uh, engineer. Yeah, engineer that's uh, equally capable on land and in sea. What's the biggest threat to mermaids? Um, global warming, climate change. As the temperature rises in the oceans, no. What does that do to them? What does it do? Yeah, I mean, it forces them to come more onto land. 
But it's warmer on the land. Yeah, but it's, it's like water. Does it force them away from the land? It forces them into deeper waters where they have less interaction with the human world. Oh, and that, that's sad, actually. Is that the real yeah. risk of global warming is we lose contact with the mermaids? And also lose all the knowledge that they have to give us? Exactly. We lose out on all of their engineering and political brilliance. Huh. There's something for, something to think about for those of you out there who somehow still believe in global warming. Uh, <laughs> we might lose the mermaid. The mermaid connection. And, and the, the, those of you who don't believe in it and think it's just a natural cause... Still, we're still going to lose that mermaid. Yeah, and follow if you don't believe in it, follow Jake Howell on Twitter. He'll tell you about it. Uh, we'll link you into that one in the description. Yeah, so this has been fun, um, Bert. What I mean, if you could be one of these mythical creatures, you would be the mermaid. No, which one, you, which one would you be? Me? Yeah. Oh, Pegasus. No, of the ones we discussed. Oh, oh. Or we can just make it open. Let's all of our animal options. We had Pegasus. Chupacabra, dragon, unicorn, no, unicorn, uh, Bigfoot, centaur, how about, how dragon. About, how about you choose one for me and I'll choose one for you. Okay, let's see here. Let's see, Bert. And this moment of silence is brought to you by Walt Disney, who mostly steals all of his ideas from Denmark. <laughs> yeah, go to hell, Walt Disney. Uh, Bert, I think you would be the Sphinx. Oh, it's so freaking dope. Yeah. You want to know why? Because of my nose. Yeah, because you got a really good nose, but also this. Very mysterious. Very mysterious. You know, the Sphinx, the... I'm just going to talk about the uh, the Egyptian... Um, like, the Sphinx near the pyramids. Because okay. that's the only one that I've seen. I've never seen an animal Sphinx. Yeah. Uh, it just stands out. It doesn't mind. It's not a pyramid. Like, you got all these triangular pyramids and you got this sphinx inexplicably in the middle. doesn't mind. Uh, it just does its own thing. Um, and it inspires millions of people all the time. So I think that's what you would be if you were one of these. Huh. What about, what do you think, Bert? For you? No, oh, it's, it's easy. It's big foot. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what do you do? You're always hiding. From relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Deeper connection with people. The more people are around, the more hidden you get, the more closed off you become. You are becoming rather hairy. Um, if you take your shirt off, you have some interesting patches. <laughs> sure, that's how people started it. <laughs> and also, your feet are bigger than mine. And so I can't wear your shoes ever. We're only like a half size of different or a quarter size. <laughs> Actually, I think we have the same size feet. No, I mean, we're definitely smaller. But like, size, have, what like, size do you wear? Um, Adidas, Adidas soccer cleats. Uh, what do you Adidas wear? soccer seat cleats. I think I'm down to a nine or nine and a half. Okay. You, your feet have gotten smaller then. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming from Bigfoot. <laughs> Fair enough. enough. But honestly, and because you're really strong. Oh, thanks, man. Um... Let's see. Well, that's that's. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably time we move on from that segment. This has been fun, um, and now it's time to move on. Yeah, and, and you should everyone get on our Instagrams, comment oh, yeah. on our Twitter, com- comment what mystical, mystical creature are you? Yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, tell us why. Indeed, we'd love to hear from you. All right, we're gonna move on to a quick segment. Uh, it's a regular, and it's one that we love. And it's called 
phone a friend. Welcome to Phone a Friend. It's a it's a favorite segment where we call a pet lover and we ask them all a question about pets. It could be anything. Yeah. It could be anyone. Yeah. Uh, and as you know very well, they may or may not answer. Uh, today we're going to try to be one trick ponies. We're going to make one call. If they don't answer, that, yeah, one call. That's all. How much wealthy to be? Trademark <laughs> for us now that Keith Barton is retired. Okay. We now have the rights to one call. That's all. Uh, we're going to call a good friend, Ty, and we're going to ask him for his input on the mythical, mystical creatures. Here we go. I say we try it again. We call him back again. Yeah. One take ponies. We're going to yeah. take him. One trick ponies going for seconds. That's all this is. So the one take pony, what do you think it's most closely related to mystical creatures? The one Unicorn take pony? or a pegasus? What's up? Hey, Tyler. Hey, Teach. Welcome to Podcats Radio. Podcasts radio, yeah. It's oh. a it's a podcast about <laughs> Yeah, it's a podcast on X ninety six about everything pets. How are you doing tonight? Uh is this the bummer of the day? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um Tyler, we we're gonna keep this segment short. Um we just wanna have a quick uh, a quick segment with you. Um we're gonna ask you about a mythical creature. We want you to tell us where it came from. Um, and what else, Bert? Um, what that mystical creature means to you. Yeah, why it's important to you in your everyday life, right? So we're spinning a wheel right now. Um, and your mystical creature is... It's unicorn! <laughs> the unicorn? Yeah, Ty. So give us a quick history of where the unicorn came from. And then um, tell us a little bit about why it's important to you. <laughs> um, it came from Noah's Ark, but there was only one of them, so it just died on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was, and it was very sad and lonely, and that's why it means a lot to me, because I'm sad and lonely, so... We don't know how to respond to that, Ty. <laughs> this is a weird cry for help. I thought this was late night radio. <laughs> yeah, we're not here to help. Dude, you are a therapist. <laughs> do, you, do you need to talk about it, Ty? So this segment has now turned into listen to your friend. Yeah, listen to a friend. <laughs> listen to a friend. But, so Ty, so... You just told us why you relate so closely to the unicorn. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you, <laughs> um, about unicorn pet care. Unicorn pet care. Yeah, what could, oh. no, 
what could this what 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 could have Noah done better to preserve the life of the one unicorn? Well, he needs to get another one. It's an old age, sir. A, a unicorn can only live one to two hundred years. Oh. You know? Huh. And then it's more falls off and just becomes a <laughs> Well, oh, that's interesting. So, <laughs> ah, I didn't think about that. Um, now, Ty, um, what do you think happened to that unicorn's horn that fell off, the last unicorn horn? <laughs> yeah, where, where is it now? Where surely, is it? surely Noah kept it, right? What? I'm sure Noah kept it, right? Put it on the end of his staff, okay. used it to part the Red Sea. Um, I think it became the Leah Hona. Sure, <laughs> that, that was the needle in the Leah Hona. It was the last unicorn horn. We're really getting into a niche on that joke right there. We're going to put a link in our bio on a little bit about uh, Utah and uh, Mormon culture. Nice dry bird's trying to push his religion on you. Leah Hona's a compass. <laughs> Just a compass with a unicorn horn on it. It's in a very nice book. <laughs> All right, Ty. Uh, Ty, any questions for us about uh, myth- mythical animals? Mythical animals? Or, or, or anything in general. Yeah. Of course he does. Okay, so how come no one's ever found his corpse? Like, is there only one Bigfoot, or is there a breed of Bigfoot? So, to answer that question, it's a lot like the unicorn. There is only one, but has a lot larger life expectancy. It was Jesus, and he didn't have any kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had a coworker guy to tell me that there's a breed of them, and uh, all, when one dies, they eat his remains, and that's why I can't ever find it. Oh. <laughs> So, you're, so you're saying Bigfoot is a cannibalistic um, culture? I don't know. You tell me. That's just what my coworkers said. You know, they probably know more about it than we do. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys are social workers. <laughs> yeah, you guys know. So, <laughs> well, Ty, thanks right. for being on hey, the show, man. Now, now, Ty, one last quick question. You want to come over and sleep over? No. Well, if you're so lonely, why not? There's a store by my house. <laughs> no, that's okay. All right, Ty. Well, thanks very much for being on the episode, man. We appreciated your insight. And um, yeah, keep an eye out. We'll be sending you a, a, gift, a thank you gift for being on the pod. Yeah. All right. Um, also, I might need to play an indoor game tomorrow. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's business. I'm, that's, I mean, that's pleasure. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> What time is it at? All right. Goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs> wow. wow. We better give him a call after the show is over. Yeah, he sounds like he's in a uh, tough time. Quick takeaway from that. Uh, no matter how charismatic your friends are, apparently they might be really lonely. So <laughs> never never be fooled by someone who's charismatic and smiling and laughing a lot. Because yeah. they're probably dying on the inside, apparently. Yeah. And it's interesting, though. The unicorn... I did not know that part of Genesis. I definitely skimmed over. Yeah, that's probably the part that uh, was lost. Yeah. I don't know. But so yeah, there's our friend Ty. 
And I guess he's single, ladies. If you, yeah, apparently. If you liked what you heard. Yeah. <laughs> like lonely dudes with a penchant for weird religious conspiracies. Uh, let us know. Comment. We'll be glad to set you yeah, up. Yeah, and then we can slide you into his DMs. Yeah, slide you right in there. All right. Uh, that has been that has been our fun of friends segment. It's a favorite. We love it every week, and we're always happy to have it. We're going to move on to our last segment. We're going to breeze through it. Uh, this is. Uh, something that we like to call the good old podcast's cool cat of the week. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Meow. The hell? <laughs> okay. what, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so this week's cool. <laughs> so, so this today's podcast cool cat of the week is brought to you all the way from the internet his name is <laughs> his name is Moose um, approximately should I count these before 3 6 9 12 15 16 O's M 16 O's and then a Z Moose. He also goes by many different names. Also, Moo Moos, Chum Chums, Scud, Scrum, Jumbo, Scrump, Squat, Chitty Toots, Fats, Fat Man, Fat Man Do, Chums Chums, Chum Bucket, Poo Shoots, <laughs> or Poo's Hoots. And then he has a Vietnamese name, Man Tung Bort Hot Talk. <laughs> This cat is adorable. Which that, that Vietnamese name? Sorry, Bert. Just to just to clarify, for those who don't speak Vietnamese, stands for roughly Ned Tugboat Haircut. <laughs> and if you like pictures that look almost, if you like those games of spot the difference, <laughs> this is the Instagram account for you. Every picture is slightly different, and you can kind of see the differences between them. Um, the caption, even the captions are very much the same. But very cute. This one right here says TBT, uh, which means Throwback Tuesday or Throwback Thursday right. or Throw Bone Taco. <laughs> it says, to the time I got stuck in a couch. Very funny. <laughs> um, the other that's one that looks cute. exactly the same says Fat Cat on a Little Shelf. Very similar oh, picture. But very cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, give this cat a follow. Um, we started, we, Joe came up with a really good idea. If you want to start following these cats and can't really find them because it's hard for us to pronounce their names or tell you what they are, we're going to start following them on our Instagram accounts. If you just want to, you just want to hop on our Instagram account, check out our followers. We don't have, I mean, or check out who we're following. Yeah, who we're following. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that many people, <coughs> but we will, you'll be able to see them there. And also, if you want to be followed by podcasts, where you, all you have to do is ask. Yeah. Sam Stone. Steinocker. Steinocker. Oh, Shout sorry. Out. We'll edit out his last name so he's oh, that's right, sorry. for privacy reasons. Dr. Sam. He asked to be followed and we gave it to him. So if you want to be followed, just mention this episode in the comment on Instagram and we'll give you that follow. Yeah. But make and sure you also follow Moo Mooj the Chud on Instagram. Brought to you from all across the world. He's there, he's lively, he's cute, and it's a fun game to play. Looks like he posts, let's see here, he has 30 posts, so 
So if you recalculate that from 1990, he's, he's posting about once every year. That's about right. So, so it's not going to overflow your feed. Yeah. You'll appreciate it. It's like a post from Adam Adley. Uh, <laughs> about once a year. Okay. Well, Just enough. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all we've got for you. This has been the uh, podcasts. Cool cat of the week. And then we're going to do a poll also. We're going to do our two different cat sounds. See which yeah. one you find more appealing. Tell us which one you think is cuter. That's what we're going for. All right. Here's cat number one. Okay. Cat number two. <laughs> I vote for number two for Yeah, sure. I mean number two. Number two. All right. It's unanimous. Don't even bother voting. It's cat number two. <laughs> Uh, it's not depressed like cat number one. Yeah. Cat number two, not not to be f- confused with the famous mountain Kathmandu. <laughs> or the city. <laughs> the well, famous Himalayan city. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in. Yeah. This has uh, been another episode of Podcast Radio. I'm Breck. And I'm Joel. And we will see you next time. We're on the flip side. Welcome to the pack. Man, a lot of technical difficulties tonight. That was a tough one. Another quote-unquote shard episode. I'm I'm nervous to see how long this is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yep, 45 minutes.